joining us for another Essence of Adolescence podcast episode. Hope you enjoy. Hello, and welcome back to another Essence of Adolescence podcast episode. Thank you for returning. Today's episode, we are going to talk about what it is like to be underprivileged among the privileged. Today's guest is Chloe Hill, a 17-year-old African-American female who grew up underprivileged and a minority among very wealthy people in an all-white community. She's going to tell us some of her stories and her experiences. Coming from another adolescent, I can attest to the fact that where you stand in your own community, racially, socioeconomically, plays a very big part on who you become when you leave that community. So let's get started. Okay, so the first question I have for you is, so I know that you're a legacy in Wyoming. Your grandmother and your mom went here. Um, So you've been here since like you were a child, like pretty much all your life. Mm -hmm. So have you ever wondered like what it would be like to live in a different community with people that were like more like you, you know, like racially? Yeah, I've always, it was, it's like, stroke for me, like, in middle school. I was like, I wonder how it would feel if I went to, like, Princeton, because, you know, we would go out to Kings Island every weekend, and I'd be like, oh, yeah, like, Princeton looks cool, and there's, like, a lot of black people there, or, like, Winton Woods, and then my mom's like, well, no, you can't go to those schools because they're not as academically, like, good as Wyoming. So I was like, okay, okay, like, I understand. And then I was like, well, what about Walnut? Like, Walnut would be a good school, but of course, like, you have to test in to get there. But I was like, you know what? Like, I want to be in a different community, and, like, I want to venture out and, like, be with people like me, you know, because, like, being in a PWI, like, you don't get to learn about yourself or, like, a lot of your history. Exactly. So it's just, like, you're just washed out, and, like, you don't get to learn as much, and you're just, I don't know, like, you feel closed off like I feel like I'm blocked out of all the other opportunities that I could get exactly I agree with that so a quote that I like is a plant grows based off of where it's planted and I personally think it means that you basically where you're from has a big impact on who you become ultimately um geographically socioeconomically like racially even politically I was wondering if you agree with that statement and how you think where you're where you're from and who you are among the people that you are from. How has that like affected you? So you're actually your favorite quote was actually said to me by our old counselor, Miss Brooks. She told me she said that before she left, she was like, "I planted my seeds with all of you guys, and now I have to. I can't watch you guys grow, but." I'm going to let you guys grow into what you want to be and what I've planted amongst you guys. So I was just like, okay. So I took it and I basically ran with it. And like, you know, you can, um, you just like, just growing up like where we are now, like it just pushes you to become like the highest possible version of yourself. And you want to be that higher version of yourself. And that's what I always like live by you know, like, I want to make my younger self proud, and I want to make my, like, future self, like, the best person that I can actually become in my future. So, like, how has, like, being black, and I know, like, being, I guess, 
like, I don't know how to really describe this, but among people that are, you know, a lot of white people, a lot of wealthy people, how would you say, like, that has, like, impacted the way that you've grown up, essentially? Like, I know they say that it can ca cause a lot of stress and anxiety and self-comparison. Um, have you, like, ever experienced any of that? Most definitely I felt like uh, comparing myself to everyone else, especially, like, when you grow up in this place, like, of course everyone's going to be, like, on a whole different level than you because there's new money families here, there's old money families here, there's like, I don't know, it's just like everyone's like family oriented with money and then like everything is also about money with like where you are. And if you're not like, if you're not on board with all of it or you can't like afford to do that, like you basically have to pay to be happy. And it's kind of like crazy because you will miss out on a lot of opportunities if you don't, if you're not like up there, like financially with them or anything like that. I had an experience, um, and you, I won't say her name, but she lives down the street. I, when we hung out once and it was like third grade and I remember going in her house and like the first thing I can remember is like the walls and how high the ceiling was. Exactly. And I was like, and I was like, obviously like automatically comparing myself to her and I was wondering if you had any specific stories where like you were like, oh my gosh, like comparing yourself, like almost like that made you belittle yourself almost, or like any experiences or stories? So growing up, because my mom worked at the little daycare that's here, Terry's, she worked there. So her and her coworker, they're best friends. So then when they both had me and my childhood best friend, we were best friends. So. Her house was humongous, and then my, like, she had stories, and then my house was just like, you know, this one little story, and I was just like, you know, like, oh my gosh, her house is big, but then again, I wasn't, like, really thinking about it as much because I was used to going over to her house and then just, like, being in mine, and I wasn't really thinking about it until the same girl that you went down to the street with. And then I met her, and then she came to my house, and then she's like, oh. Yeah. And then, uh, exactly. And then I just remember, she was like, oh, we'll just have playdates at my house uh, from now on. And I was like, okay. It's and I was like, it was just really, because I never wanted to have playdates, because I was like, you know, there's not room, and we're like, where are we going to play? Like, it's like, there's room, but like, not as much room as like you guys are used to. It's what I'm used to and what I'm comfortable with. And you're probably not comfortable with, comfortable with it because your family has way more money than mine and they can afford to have tons of room for you to have your little play dates in. So yeah. Did you ever feel like, I remember like I shared a small room with my sister my whole life. Did you ever like feel almost embarrassed to bring people to your house or like ever experience like that kind of Still feeling? to this day, yes. Cause I'm like, Oh my gosh, like my house looks a mess, it's small, I can't have anybody over, I don't want you guys over. But if my friends, if I had the friend group, if I didn't have my friend group now, that like they don't care because like their houses are the same, of course, so they're like all the same. But like if I had the same friend group that I had in middle school try to come over, I'd be like, um, no, house is not clean, da 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 da. And they say they don't care. But when they walk in, you feel that energy. Exactly, yeah. it's just like in a snap. Like it's they start judging, everything's quiet. Why and do you then, think teenagers 
or like just teens and kids in general, why do you think we like feel that way based off of where we live and like compare ourselves in that way? You know, and like I have no idea like because like I just feel like money is just like such a I don't know, like it just has a big impact on everyone's lives because like you know like celebrities they have big houses and everyone's like Oh, I want to be like them. I want to get like them. This is my dream. And that's basically the American dream for, like, every single teenager. They would be like Kylie Jenner. They would be, like, just be like the Kardashians. And they just want to have all the money that they want to have in the world and be able to have their own company, their own brand, and then have big houses, lavish lifestyle, all of that, go to clubs. And then you get to, like, now, and people are expecting people to live like that. Like, no. That's we're not about to live like that right now. Maybe in a few, like, give me 10 years, yeah, maybe I'll be there. Exactly, like, it's not, not everyone can achieve that dream. Yeah, it's a big dream for them. That's what they want, that's what they aspire and want to be. But they can't do that in a week. They can't do that in a month. They can't just go work at, like, McDonald's or Kroger and get that little eight fifty an hour and then in a month expect to be living that lifestyle that they aspire to be. They can't do that. You have to start from the bottom. And some, exactly right. Some kids here have more opportunities to get there than others. Exactly, because they easy. have that head start because their parents have the money, so they can fund that. Yeah. Do you think our community does a good job at like helping underprivileged kids or like kids with less opportunities than others? Yeah, we're getting there. I would say after the whole Black Lives Matter like big dispute, yeah. and everyone has that like awakening to the world, and they've actually gone out of their bubble and seen like the problems that are actually happening in, like outside of Wyoming in the world. They were able to like, okay, like we need to open up more opportunities. We need to make sure that they don't feel closed out or feel some type of way. We need to make this all inclusive like it should be. So yeah, they're, we're doing a very much better job than we did before. I say we've definitely grown over the years. Do you, so like I said at the beginning, your mom, your grandmother lived here, your mom lived here. Do you plan on staying in this community or do you want to like branch out? And if you do, why would you want to like leave? I feel like branching out would probably be the best. You know, like my uncles and my grandpa, everyone, literally everyone went here. So I feel like it would be a good option to always have, like if I do have kids and everything and have them come here, it would be a good option because, you know, family was here, so it'd be cool, like, to see, like, how your family grew up and be in that same environment as us. But then again, like, getting out of here and exploring and seeing what's outside of, you know, Wyoming and Ohio and Cincinnati and all that, it just would be, like, a better experience because then I'm not just used to, oh, like, everything that's here in Ohio. I get to see, I could be used to other places. So... Earlier you said um, you would be less embarrassed or like um, tentative to bring people like your friend group now to your house when you were younger versus the, the friend group you had when you were younger. Um, like why do you think um, you're more comfortable with um, bringing your friend group now to your personal space than you are of like, I hate to say it, but like white people with like yeah. more money? Why do you think that is? Because like, well, white people, they just have, I don't want to say all of them have their stuff together, but most of them and some of the people here, they have their, they have all their lives planned out or their parents have their lives planned out for them and everything's just organized and they have it down to a T and they have, they literally have everything to like, they can have it at the snap of their finger. And 
that means they're on top of everything and black people there are black people that are on top of everything i don't want to like say like oh we're not there yet and we're not as like good as them but no we are good and they just are if everything's not like the way that they like imagine then they will you know start nitpicking and you know just start like I don't want to say discriminating but you know just like why does this look like this like yeah it's just not what they're used to so like that friend group they're all used to like clean house if it's not clean it's okay we have a mud room that's not clean that's like the only not clean thing in the house and they have everything that some people even have maids here because their house is so big they can't get to it and they have all that and when they would come over or like if i was thinking of them coming over they'd be like i'd be like well i don't have a mud room i don't have maids i have to clean it up myself and exactly i have a share bathroom i share a room so if you guys come over we're going to be in the room my sister's going to be in here and it's not going to be what you would think like a big room and you could see like the whole city like the whole skyline or whatever like it's not going to be like that so why do you think like teenagers especially like like build their friend group based off of people that are like them and do you think we should do that definitely because people who are like you or share the same goals as you it's good to build grow and just keep on growing with them because then they like inspire you you inspire them ideas bounce off of each other exactly you can relate way more than like any other people like and you could be any race any color it doesn't matter if you say if you share like the same beliefs dreams all that or like if you're a little different and like people are like well like i like the differentness like i like that then it's like it builds character it makes you like want to become the best person that you can actually be so if you had advice for a little kid that was coming into Wyoming um, and they were underprivileged, they were a minority, what advice would you give to them if you could give them any? I would tell them to go with their gut because that's something I should have went with um, going into middle, because middle school is just like the big core. Yeah, that's just the big, <laughs> like, like it was a big switch. And then high school, it's even a bigger switch. But middle school was that first big one because you come from elementary where most of the kids are one color and it depends like depending on which elementary you go to you're gonna like I, we went to Elm yeah. so it was basically just white people there's like no people of color yeah. Hilltop had color and Vermont definitely had color because they would get more people coming in from Springfield Pike but once you get into middle school you have to go with your gut because your friend group that was your friend group that might not be your friend group anymore like that changed for me in middle school and now we're all split up and i mean we all talk to each other and yeah you just need to go with your gut if you trust a person like you need to have gut trust and basically focus on your academics if friends isn't going out focus on your academics and branch out like outside of the school or something because that always can be like your second exactly so you can get out of the bubble a little bit and not have to focus on everything else that's going on in Wyoming. Today's episode quote comes from A Gentle Reminder by Bianca Sparsino. No one will ever fully be able to understand the internal battles you had to endure just to heal just to grow, just 
to make it here today. Be proud of the way you fought to save yourself. Be proud of the way you survived. Thank you for listening to another Essence of Adolescence podcast episode.